let, let's make a confession. But first, before we do that, I want to thank our guests, those that are visiting with us tonight. Uh, we're so happy to have you. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. Um, sometimes you don't know how God's working, but as you go, things begin to make more sense. I plan for months now, whatever. I want to teach on the ministries and gifts of the Holy Spirit. The ministries and gifts of the Holy Spirit. And uh, my purpose is very clear uh, because I want everyone in this church to know that the gifts are for us. The gifts are for us. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are for every one of us. And let me say this also before we go, because some people just think, well, that's for some people. That's for the ministry. That's not what the Bible says to us. The Bible says the gifts are for every one of us. Every single one of us. So you can have your spiritual gift and I can have my spiritual gift. And all the gifts are available to us according to what he wills. But let me say this also. The gifts are for spiritual warfare. They are spiritual weapons. It's not for me to say, well, I got this gift. For what purpose? The purpose is to set people free. The purpose is not to come to church to say, well, I got this gift. I can manifest the gift. No, that's not the purpose. The purpose is for freedom, for God's people. It's a spir- these gifts are spiritual weapons. We cannot overlook them. They are given to us by the Holy Spirit to make warfare. To bring people to Christ. To snatch them from hell. The gifts of the Holy Spirit, they are for us. Every one of us. You just don't get saved and stay there. You must aspire to have the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Whether you are a pastor or a minister. So that you can effectively do the work of God. Deliver people. Snatch them from hell. And minister to those that are around you. That's the reason for the gifts. They are spiritual weapons. We talk about them like, well, this person can prophesy. This person has a word of knowledge. This person, that's not what the purpose is. It's not for them. It's for the church. So that we can win the lost. Jesus had them. Paul had them. Peter. To do work for God. And to bring order into the house of God. To raise up children for God. That's the purpose. We don't overlook. You know, uh, 1 Corinthians 14 verse 31 says, You can all. You can check me out. You can all. Everyone say all. Say can. You can all prophesy. 1 Corinthians 14 31. You can all. Not you may. You can all prophesy. One by one. You can. That's for Christians. Every one of us can. You can. If you set your mind to it, if you desire it, you can. 
And we're going to go into that. But the thing is, we don't even know much about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The ministries of the Holy Spirit. Many of us, we don't even talk about the Holy Spirit much. Jesus, Jesus, I hear a lot from... Nobody ever addresses the Holy Spirit much. Read the New Testament. Read the book of Acts. The Holy Spirit was the one directing the church. They were clear. The Holy Spirit said, separate from me, Paul, and not Jesus said, the Holy Spirit was the one that said it. Give me Paul, give me Barnabas, I have an assignment for them. We don't understand that. We need to have a burning desire to know the nature and the role of the Holy Spirit in the church. We really need to have a burning desire. We know about Jesus, but we'll come into that. We know about the Father, but this is the time for the Holy Spirit. And we need to know Him. Every time people say, it, you don't know what you're talking about. He's not an it. It's a person. And He lives among us. Remember Jesus said, if I go, He comes. Read the word. He comes. He takes my place. They listen to Jesus. They got no chance to listen to him. They're going to listen. They have to listen to the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. But you listen to him. This is where the church is missing it. He is the person. If you got, when the disciples had questions, guess who they went to? He was there, Jesus. They spoke to him. He responded back. We don't have him here. If you have questions, he came to take the place of Jesus. Ask him. He'll talk to you just like Jesus. But we haven't been trained that way. We haven't been talked that way. We don't even address the Holy Spirit. We don't ask him questions. We ask the Father, but we don't. And we ask Jesus, but we don't talk to the Holy Spirit much. So my purpose is to, change, to direct our minds, your mind, my mind. Let's come to this side of the Holy Spirit and recognize this huge being that lives among us. You remember, I'm just throwing out scriptures so you understand where I'm going. Peter and John, they said, we cannot but speak the things that we have seen and heard. You killed him. God raised him from the dead. And we are his witnesses. And then they said, so is the Holy Spirit. Read, read the scripture. So is the Holy Spirit that God has given to us. We are his witnesses. And so is the Holy Spirit. He is his witness. He witnessed that he is risen from the dead. And I'm thinking, this I and say, we see you. Where is the Holy Spirit? It's the same fashion. Jesus said, I'm not alone. I'm here, and my father was with me. He's the witness of two people, mine and the father. And they said, where is your father? We can see you, but where is he? You neither know me, nor you know my father. If you've known me, you know my father. It's the same. Jesus is here with the Holy Spirit. He is the one here with us. We address him. You remember... Years ago, it's not for a book. I was coming to church and God was reminding me, I believe it was God, reminding me, good morning, Holy Spirit. You remember that? You think it was just for a book? No. 
God was giving us revelation. What lifted a man like Benny Hinn? He understood the place of the Holy Spirit in a man's life. And guess what? He got shot up to the top. His first book, Good Morning Holy Spirit. So what was he saying? I always talk to the Holy Spirit. And we didn't get it. We didn't pick it up. The miracles were by the Holy Spirit. He picked it up. That's why until God opens our eyes, we go nowhere. But he got revelation. I think after the healing service, by the grace of God, I had so many things, uh, messages coming, to, coming at me. No wish. But I want to talk about the secret to revelation. The secret to revelation. That's another Sunday morning service. Just to give you an idea about this. Is there in the scriptures? So you can see and have faith and act on it and God can use you. Now let me say this. You don't have to be 20 years old as a Christian to manifest the gifts. You don't have to be. It's even better if they've never been in church before. Because church people have all this crazy stuff. They from, you got to take all of these crazy things from their head first before you can. There's no room there for anything. They'll tell you, well, I know that the scripture says that. And then you hear the word, but. And they have the argument. But. But we have to be real. That's what they tell you. They don't want to listen. The Muslim man gets to be Christian. He has no, he's just a, a plain slate. You can write whatever you want on there. And tell them, okay, can you do this? Yeah. So Christians do this, yes. Now, when I say this, you do that. And then immediately they go for it. And then the other will say, well, I've been saved for 50 years. It doesn't matter for that, how long you've been saved. And I never was able to do that. Because you got all these cobwebs in your head, you know. You have to get rid of those first. We really need to need, get rid of those so that the Holy Spirit can minister to us. My thinking is, if they could hear so well from Jesus, and Jesus said it's better, when they have questions, they asked him. And there was not one single time they asked Jesus a question, and Jesus didn't answer them and explain it to them. But we don't have Jesus anymore. Are we in disadvantage because we don't have Jesus? We've got no one to go to. No one to talk to us. What about my sheep hear my voice? Religious talking. Can we really believe in these things and act on them? Or is this just for the preachers or for the great ones? They're humans just like us. They just humble themselves and learn to listen. And I want us to understand the person of the Holy Spirit and have a burning desire to know Him, His nature, and, and, and to know his role in the church is very important. The Holy Spirit was there in the very beginning. And the scripture made it very clear. He was there at the very beginning. He was there. Guess what? In the beginning was the word. Yeah, that's Jesus. But so was the Holy Spirit. You can write the same thing. In the beginning, the Holy Spirit was there. And the scripture tell, tell, tells us that. He was there in the very beginning. He knew, he, he knew everything. He knows everything. From the beginning, he was there. 
The Bible tells us in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. It says the earth was without form and void. No form, void. But God was. The world was. The earth was without form and void. There was nothing there. That's what it means. But it was the earth. Where did it exist? It tells us that. Void and darkness was in the face of the deep. And then the next thing is after mentioning darkness and the void and the emptiness, the next thing you hear is the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. So there was water. <laughs> Don't ask me how to explain it. It's hard to know, to put in your mind what was really going on. There was the deep, there was darkness, the deep water. I don't know. But the Holy Spirit was hovering over everything. Incubating everything. He was hovering. He was right there. Everything. He was. And then God said, so the word was given and the word must be obeyed. That's the word of God. The word was given and, and the Holy Spirit brought everything. Now you can't, there's nothing done without the Holy Spirit. God gave the word, the Holy Spirit made it happen. He doesn't make it, he doesn't say that, there, but that's what happened. The Holy Spirit was the one that made it happen. Guess how Jesus was conceived? He makes it happen. The word was given by the angel, right? But guess what? Who made it happen? The Holy Spirit. He makes everything happen. He makes everything happen. If there's going to be a change in your life, guess who's going to make it happen? I want to know him. I want to know his person. I want to know what moves him. I want to know his person, his nature, his role. He was there at the very beginning. He was omnipotent. He has all the same power. He's not less than God the Father or God the Son. He, has all, he had all the power. He was just like God. He is God. But also, He is everywhere. The Holy Spirit is everywhere. Just like the Father. Just like the Son. He is everywhere. You can't go get away from His presence. The Son cannot hide. Even darkness cannot hide from the Holy Spirit. He is everywhere. If you read in, in Psalm 139, beginning from verse 7, it says, the Bible tells us here, Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? So basically, it's the Holy Spirit. It's the presence of the Holy Spirit that manifests the presence of God. You can't go from His presence. If I ascend into the heaven, you're there. The Spirit of God is there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost part of the sea, that's the sea, even there your hand. Notice, the Holy Spirit has a hand. Has hands. Is there your hand? The Holy Spirit is a person. He is with us 
uh, verse 11, if I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. In other words, even night, the Holy Spirit can see through that. He is everywhere. The purpose of that scripture is there's no, there's no getting away from him. There's no getting away from him. Now, let me say this. There is the dispensation for 4,000 years. Always God. You hear God said, God said, God said. For 4,000 years, God was in charge. The Father, right from the beginning. Even though you can see Jesus was part of it, and you can see Jesus all in the mind. I, I tell people, uh, there were three people, three angels, supposedly angels that appeared to Abraham, but one was the Lord, right? And Abraham was talking to a man. Well, no one has seen God the Father, the dad. But Abraham was talking to somebody who we called the Lord, right? But that's Jesus before he became natural man here. So the Father, Jesus was already around. So was the Holy Spirit. But the one, that dispensation for 4,000 years was under the Father. It was God. And then Jesus, the Word, had a very brief for 33 years. Everything that God was doing was through the Son. You see, if you read Hebrews chapter 1, it tells you, God who has sundry time, in time past, has spoken through the prophets. Now, He's speaking directly through His Son. So, Jesus, that was His time. Everything you needed, you go to Jesus. He, that was the dispensation for the Son. But guess what? Today is the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. He is in charge. It's clear he is in charge. Jesus was clear to his disciples. It's good for you that I go away. No longer here. I'm leaving the earth completely. If I don't go away, he's not coming. So he left. The Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost. He is here, taking the place of Jesus. Just like the disciples dealt with Jesus, read Acts. They didn't talk much about dealing with Jesus anymore. They used this name, but they dealt with the Holy Spirit. He was the Holy Spirit saying to them. And you can read, read, read Acts again. You hear them saying, the Holy Spirit said, I was going in, I've tried to go into Britannia, but the Spirit said no. And Paul says, okay. And he had a dream, and somebody appeared to him in his dream and said, come to Macedonia and help us. Guess who was involved? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. They listened to the Holy Spirit. They heard the Holy Spirit. I'm going to read some of that for us. So, for 6,000 years, the Holy Spirit has been working with man. From the beginning, he was there. When Adam was created, he was there. And God tells us this in Genesis chapter 6 verse 3. The Lord said, my spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, shall not strive with man forever. Notice, shall not strive with man forever. If you have a heart to serve God, guess who is doing it? The Holy Spirit. He's striving to bring you to the Father. To draw you to the Father. It's his job. He's been at work. He knows us very well. And he knows the Father very well. 
and we're coming back to this. But you see, whenever what you're saying, he conveys to the Father. Read Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 27. He relates what he sees on earth back to heaven. He knows what's going on there. He takes what's going on there. Jesus said, he'll hear and take from mine and give it to you and reveal it. So he's going back and forth just to help us. But he's not always going to do that forever. There's going to be a time when he's no longer doing that. But this is the time for us with him. And I need to know who this being is, just like I want to know Jesus, because he will reveal Jesus to me. I need to know who he is. I need to know how I can get on his good side so he can talk to me. Amen? Did I say something wrong? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he can talk to me. He is the one. Anything that's done, even in times of Jesus, he's the spirit. Notice what Jesus said. In, in uh, Matthew chapter 12, they accused Jesus about casting out demons by Beelzebub. Notice the Jews understood. It's not the man. It's the power behind it, right? And this is what Jesus said in, in Matthew 12 verse 38. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come to you. So Jesus cast out demons by what? By the Spirit of God. And if you are going to cast out demons, it's got to be by the Holy Spirit. And now, the Holy Spirit was with Jesus while he was here. And Jesus is gone. Now we take the place of Jesus. And guess what? He's fully here with us. For the work of the ministry. And he also has gifts. Spiritual gifts. To enable us to do the work that he's given to us. That's what this is all about. I want to address him. I, I want to tell him just like I say to Jesus, Jesus, I love you. He's a being. He has feelings. I can tell him, Holy Spirit, I love you. That's why Benny says, good morning, Holy Spirit. Not flippantly. It's serious business. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Acknowledging His presence and talking to Him. We need to understand that. We are in the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. The last days, that's for the Holy Spirit. The last days, the Holy Spirit days. Once He's taken out of this place, we no longer have last days. It's going to be hard after that. This is our time. The time between us and the Holy Spirit. The Acts of the Apostles, that's really the Acts of the Holy Spirit. Gospels, those are the Acts of Jesus of Nazareth. Amen? Acts of Apostles, no. Acts of the Holy Spirit. Read, read it from chapter 2. Jesus started introducing it from chapter 1. Him from chapter 1. Listen, don't move from Jerusalem. Wait for the promise of the Father. You shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Power with all of His gifts. And you will be witnesses. I mean, powerful witnesses just like Jesus. 
And so you read the Acts of the Apostle and you read the Gospels and you can't tell the difference. Because what you see in the Gospels, you see in Acts of the Apostles. Even though Jesus was gone. Jesus' body, uh, shadow never, we don't read in the scriptures that Jesus' shadow healed anyone. Well, Peter's shadow did. You think it was Peter's shadow? No. That was the Holy Spirit hovering over the man of God. Amen. Just like he did Jesus. And God is not withholding anything with regards to the Holy Spirit from us. It's as far as you want to go. It's as far as you want to go with him. He is the mystery. And he is the one that reveals the mystery. And you stay with him, he'll show you mystery. Paul knew to stay with him. He got mystery. We're coming to that. Amen? So, there's a lot to know. Jesus tells us this in John chapter uh, 16, beginning from 7. 17, uh, verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. I, I actually alluded to this before. It is to your advantage that I go away. In other words, if I'm here, the Holy Spirit will be walking through me. Just me. One. Just me. But if you really want to feel His presence and His work in your life, let me go. And I mean, I've said it here before. You standing, some people say, I just want to see Jesus. I want him right here. Because he'll make you feel good, right? But Jesus saying, look, it's even better for you if I go. Say, I don't understand that. I like to be near you. Jesus said it's better for you if I go away. And he won't lie to us. It's really better for me. I don't have to be Paul, I mean, uh, Peter and James that saw Jesus, Jesus says, it's better if you believe without seeing. It's better. We may not understand, but in the mind of God, it's better. And in reality, it's better if we will accept his word. When we question it, we'll never know that it's better. We'll never experience it. But if we say, yeah, that's true, I accept it, then God has found a friend. You see, God's constantly looking for a friend. Always looking for a friend. He found one in Abraham. And he said, I'm not keeping anything from him. I'll tell him everything. And Jesus said, you know, I call you friends. I don't call you servants. Because everything that the Father has given to me, I've shown it to you. When God finds a friend, he has so much he wants to tell you. And he, he, he'll let you know because you understand him. Now, let me go back to the scripture. It says, for if I do not go away, the helper. Amen. How many need help here? Well, I need all the help. Do you need help? It's called the helper. Helper. It didn't say the helper for spiritual things. No. He just calls him the helper. Not our helper. The helper. You need help for your finances? Yes, he can help you. You need help for your marriage? Oh, yes, he can help you. You need help with your body? He can help your body. Whatever you need help for. He is called the helper. Jesus said, if I don't go away, the helper will not come. You will have much help if I stay around you. But if I go, it's to your advantage that the Holy Spirit come. Now, the helper is already here. 
I want to know how, how you're going to help me. <laughs> Let me know how you can help me. How can I get you to help me? I got to know him. Amen? But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has, when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, he says. Of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to my father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. So Jesus tells us he, it is to our advantage that he will go away, that the Holy Spirit goes away. Now, the Holy Spirit is, like I said, is the one in charge because Jesus has come now. But listen to this. In Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7 and 8, it says, For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. You can see it in the world. Only he, that's the Holy Spirit, who now restrains. The reason why you don't see full-blown wickedness in the world. Because the Holy Spirit is still here. He is the one that restrains. Okay? He who now restrains, now restrains, will do so until he is taken out of the way. That's when the Holy Spirit comes and we go through the rapture. The believers go. The Holy Spirit is come, gone. That's when the dispensation of the Holy Spirit comes to an end. And now the Satan is revealed. The Antichrist will come into the world. Basically, all I'm saying is we are in his time. This is the time of the Holy Spirit. And we can take advantage of his presence. You know, the Holy Spirit is enlisting people just like Jesus did for the work, okay? He is doing that. You know, after Jesus was baptized, he went and he saw Peter. Remember that? Saw Peter and uh, Andrew. And he says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And he went down a little bit. He saw John, uh, James, son of Zebedee, the brother. And he says, okay, you follow me also. And they followed him. And the Holy Spirit today, he's doing exactly the same thing. He's enlisting people to work for him. And he's directing everything that's going on in the church. He is the Lord of the harvest. And guess what? He is busy. He knows what he's doing. He's looking for people to work for him. Lay people or servants. If you are willing He's looking for people. And when he has an assignment, he finds those individuals that are ready, he picks them and he sends them out to do his work. And I want him to pick me. Amen? I want him to pick you to do his work. Here at the Ark Fellowship and around the world. He shouldn't be here at the Ark Fellowship. I don't pray alone for the Ark Fellowship. On Sunday mornings, it's joy for me. Because I know that my brothers and sisters all over the world, they are worshiping him. And I want to be a part of them. I don't want to be left out. I want to be a part of my brothers. And I had that vision in my head. I may be sleeping. They are already up in China. 
Some of them worshiping the Lord. Now I'm up. I join those that are up. We're all worshiping the same Father. Amen? And so the Holy Spirit is in charge. Now listen. Acts chapter 13. He talked about people ministering. He says, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, guess what? The Holy Spirit said. Not Jesus said. The Holy Spirit said. They were ministering to the Lord. These were prophets, including Barnabas and Saul or Paul. They were ministering to the Lord. They were fasting. And they knew the Holy Spirit said. Not God the Father said. The Holy Spirit said, now separate for me, to me, I want you guys, you guys have been having fun together. I want these two guys, separate them. I got work for them to do. Wasn't the Father that spoke? When last have we heard that in the church, that the Holy Spirit said, you two of you should go? We don't talk that way. Do we? We don't talk that way. Well, we like to say, God said. So we look spiritual, right? Or thus said the Lord. Yeah, I heard that. But what did he say? So, the Holy Spirit said. Amen. Hey, that's the same. And in fact, the Holy Spirit is the one in charge. Give him his place. Just like we gave Jesus his place. Amen. And the Father, yes, you can use Jesus, but he's the Holy Spirit that's in charge. He is the Lord of the harvest. My point is, give him his space or his place in your life. And talk to him. The Bible is clear. clear. You can read in Romans chapter 8. Beginning from verse 26. It says for he also helps us. Likewise he helps our witnesses. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the spirit himself makes intercession for us. So the Holy Spirit is speaking. And he takes from us, he gives to the Father, and the Father knows what's in the mind of the Spirit. Is it the mind of the Spirit? No, because the Holy Spirit knows what is in your mind. And he's giving that back to the Father. And then the Father gives what his mind is, and the Holy Spirit brings it back to your mind. And then you act on it, and you got deliverance. That's what the Bible says. Read it. Romans chapter 8, verse 26, 27. He's the work of the Holy Spirit. That's what Jesus said. He says, the Holy Spirit says, separate to me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work to which I have called them. Well, the Father called me, yes, but it was the Holy Spirit that called you. He called them. And look at that call. The result of that call. The whole of that region. The Gentile world from these two individuals that the Holy Spirit called. I'm going to go some scripture just to let you know he's the Holy Spirit in charge. So you know. Then having fasted and prayed and laid hand, uh, they laid hands on them and they sent them away. So being sent out by who? Sent out by who? By the Holy Spirit. You mean, well, they should have said Jesus there. Uh, God's not asking your opinion, okay? Keep your opinion to yourself. This is scripture. They were sent out by the Holy Spirit. We don't talk that way. May people of the Ark Fellowship start talking that way in Jesus' name. Because that's the thing. 
they went down to Seleucia and uh, there they sailed into Cyprus. Now listen, Acts 20, verse 28. Therefore take heed to yourselves and to the flock among which who the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. So if you are a pastor, say, well, God called me. No, that's true. But it was the Holy Spirit that made you overseer. My point. They understood that. The early disciples understood who was in charge. They were not being disrespectful to Jesus. They knew they were under the dispensation of the Holy Spirit and they needed to to listen to him and give him his place in their lives. That's why they had so much move of the Holy Spirit in their lives. They had it. The Holy Spirit is the one that made them overseers, according to the word of God, to feed the flock of God, among whom the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Now, talking about Jesus, Jesus purchased with his own blood. But that was God. But who made you overseers? The Holy Spirit. And believe me, if he made you overseers, he has instructions for you as to what you should do. And you should go back to your overseer to receive instruction. That's right. To do his work. I pray God change your mind and my mind how we operate as Christians. Because we will not fully accomplish what God wants us you know, this, until God reveals a secret to you, you can't do anything in the kingdom until you get the secret. That's why Paul prayed for the believers that God will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So you know. I believe being here and got that revelation and he was glad. And see where he took him. Just a man like us. They understood that it was the Holy Spirit. Let me read another scripture. The Bible says in the matter of three or two or three witnesses, let the matter be established. Now I'm going to stop with this because the time is spent. We'll continue with this next week. Because really I'm going to the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I, I, I just don't understand why Christians are so scared whenever they talk about the gifts of the Spirit. How can you be a child of God? You're scared. You're in, the Holy Spirit is in charge of your life as a Christian, and you're scared of Him. He's called the gifts of the Holy Spirit, right? You don't want the gifts, but you want the Holy Spirit. I don't understand. I just don't understand why Christians are so afraid. Jesus said He's going to be good to us, right? Why should I be afraid? I should embrace it. And accept it by faith. And see that he can strengthen me. It's not something to be afraid of. He is the Holy Spirit. Well, you can't see God, but people saw Jesus. And some of these people actually said insulting things to him. Jesus, God. Now the Holy Spirit is with us. And boy, he's doing a fantastic job. Now look at what he did. Putting the stars together. Right? Galaxies. I mean, it keeps expanding. Because the Father said something. Right? And the Father said the Holy Spirit is still here. 
it's not true with us. We haven't seen the beginning yet, really, if we will open our minds so that God can show us. And uh, I, you and I have very short time here. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, I, God has his will. I want to think in my mind, I wish I was saved when I was a little boy and I'll have enough time to really get to know him. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> you are called at your time. But I figured, my, I don't have too much time. I want to know more. At least before I exit this earth or Jesus comes back, I got to know something more. Let me finish with this. Um, Acts 16. It says, Now when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by who? The Holy Spirit. So basically, guess who they were listening to? The Holy Spirit. He is in charge for the church. He is in charge. And until we receive that revelation and start developing a relationship with the Holy Spirit, whether you are new to Christianity or you've been there for a while, we've got to change. Remember Jesus said, everyone who hears this word and doesn't understand it, the enemy comes and he takes it out of your heart. It doesn't bear fruit. But he says, to, to you it's been given to know the, the mysteries of the kingdom. But their ears, they've closed. Okay, and we'll, we'll talk about that. Their eyes, they've closed. It's a deliberate thing. They don't want to know. Lest they should see and understand with their heart and turn, and that sh- I should heal them. So when the Holy Spirit gives you understanding, you turn. You do what is right. And then he will have to heal you. In other words, he will have to make the word of God good for you in your life. Because God is not a respecter of persons. We need to recognize that. God is not a respecter of persons. Acts 10.34, God has no respect. If you meet his condition, oh, you're going to get it. Same thing with healing on Sunday. If you meet his condition, he's, he, he's got to do it for you. You turn and high shoe healing. That's what he said. Amen? The Holy Spirit, he forbid them from preaching in that place. So they dealt with the Holy Spirit. And you can read through Acts. He was the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. They knew about Jesus. They knew he died. But the one in charge of the church was the Holy Spirit. And he was speaking to them. And they knew who was speaking to them. They, didn't, they were not mistaken. They didn't say Jesus said or God said. They were saying the Holy Spirit said something. We need to believe that and start talking to him and let him speak to us. Amen? You guys are mighty quiet this night. (laughs) Stand up with me tonight. We will be going to talking about the gifts of the Spirit. And let me say boldly, you will receive the gifts Because you already have the Holy Spirit. The gifts are already in you. The one who carries the gifts. You are not the gift. The one who has the gifts is already in you. Well, let him manifest himself. Okay? You just let him be. Sometimes we are so worried about what others think. And I don't want to make mistakes. Just tell me you are afraid and there's no faith there. That's what you mean by mistake. 
read First Corinthians. I mentioned this in fourteen thirty-one. You can all prophesy one by one that all may learn. Okay? There is a learning process. And when you learn, you get better, right? Yeah. You make mistakes and you learn from your mistake and you get better. That's why one may prophesy and the others will judge. We get too spiritual in our heads and we run away from the truth. We can all do this. Amen? So we're going to be doing this. Lift your hands up to the Lord tonight and just thank him for his presence here tonight. You know he's here tonight and he sees you and loves you. Welcome him into your, pre- into your life. Tell him you love him. Tell him you're willing. That's all he's asking for. He's looking for somebody who is willing. Anyone. God is not a respecter of persons. He'll use anyone who is willing. He'll use anyone if you are willing. If you are willing and obedient, you eat of the good of the land. That's what he says. Father, we're willing. Teach us, O Holy Spirit. Teach us from your word. So that we can do all the things that you've given, that you brought from heaven. Unveil them to us. And give us the boldness to step out in faith. Listening to your word in obedience. Be with your people tonight. Reveal yourself to us, even in our sleep. Through dreams and visions. Reveal yourself to us. And give us the boldness to walk in those visions. And in those dreams, so God, to believe those dreams, that they are coming from the Holy Spirit. If those that are using demonic forces can step out, we can step out to do great things and to do exploits for our God. We thank you, Father, that you are always with us according to your word. You have promised never to leave us, never to forsake us. And we know you cannot lie. So we know we carry you. You are always here with us always there for us. Thank you, Father. Bless your people tonight. Let everyone have a good night of rest because that's what you promised your children. Good night's sleep. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, Amen. God bless you. Yes, ma'am. One minute. Let me turn this.